Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast. I'm Dan Casper, and I will be your host, guiding you through every episode. We'll mostly talk sports, but we'll also throw in some entertaining, fun, and even some weird topics and conversations. Plus, you'll never know who will be joining me in each episode. So sit back, relax, and welcome to the Man Cave. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Dan Casper here, guiding you through this episode like like I usually do on every episode. But hey, appreciate you tuning in. And if you are a first-time listener, appreciate you giving us a shot, and hopefully we can get you to you know keep showing up. And if you are a regular listener, well, hey, appreciate uh, appreciate you all coming back and. And continuing to to give us a shot, I guess. So, uh, what are we going to be chatting about today? We're going to focus on three things because I think, you know, just with with like the busy, at least this week, it's so flipping busy. Like a lot of stuff is going on in in the sports world and and all that stuff. So, we might do a couple podcasts this week. Uh, We might do another one on Friday from Milwaukee Burger Company. Um, we're going to be doing the radio show from there in the, in the morning before they're opening up, but then, uh, I do a podcast right after that, uh, with, with, uh, Brandon, good friend, Brandon, uh, too. So we might, might hit that up, might do that just because there's a, there's a lot going on and, you know, don't want to do over an hour long podcast, two hour long, hour and a half, whatever, because, you know, it just kind of drags a little bit and, I want to shorten them up just a just a skosh, if you know what I mean. So, but uh, I guess that's a long way of saying that I'm going to be kind of focusing on on three things, three three topics for for this podcast episode, and I'm going to look at some baseball because baseball season is back. I'm going to take a look at that. We're going to talk a little football free agency as well. Going to take a look at that, and uh, I know it's probably going to happen. But as soon as I'm, you know, recording this, I'm sure stuff's going to pop up and and all that good stuff. And then uh, a little uh, college hoops because, well, tournament starts this week. Actually, the playing game starts uh, start today. So, but uh, you know, let's kick it off talking some free agency here in the NFL for our first segment. Then we'll get into some baseball, and then uh, then we'll wrap it up. I'll give you guys my final four and my championship because I'm pretty sure you don't really give a flying you know what about every single game that uh that I've uh picked for there. So, but uh we'll we'll kick it off with with free agency here and you know kind of focusing on a couple teams obviously, you know, Green Bay considering where we are at and in the location of this podcast, you know, being in in Scotty and such, but uh the big domino has fallen, you know, Aaron Rodgers coming back he's as of today tuesday the contract is officially official you know he's going to be making some boatload of cash and he's going to be you know it's, it's a lower salary cap too uh lower salary cap hit this year and and uh it's it's lower next year compared to what it would have been this year if you and, and you know the salary cap probably is going to go up again next year so, you know, there's there's some bickering going on back and forth about, you know, because remember when it was first announced that he was coming back, then there was some bickering back and forth about what his contract was going to look like. And, 
you know, Aaron saying, no, it's not four years, 200 million, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, you know, when you add every, add in everything, it's like five years, 180 some million. And I mean, here's the thing. You can look at it different ways and, and make your own damn reason, your own damn case of, of what the contract really is. You can say, you know, you look at the, the salary cap hits, you can look at the average amount of money per year. You can look at the total value uh, amount for, for the contract. You can, you can spin it different ways and however you want to fit your narrative. You know, numbers are there. We know the, we know the numbers, we know the money, but you can spin it in a different way to focus on certain things, right? You can focus on the total money. You can focus on the average money per year. You can focus on the cap hits. I don't give a flying you-know-what about how much Aaron Rodgers is making. All I care about is the cap hits because the cap hits, that's what affects the team. I don't care. I, I, I don't care about whether he, you know, he's like, well, you lied when he said it wasn't $50 million and it's $50 million per year when you break it down. I don't give a flying you-know-what. I don't. The only thing I care about, the only thing I, I look at, tell me the cap hits. That's the only thing that should matter. That's the only thing that should matter to fans and, and all that sort of stuff. What is the cap hits? Because that's the only thing that matters when it comes to building your team. All right? Give me the cap hits. And in this case, in the first two years, they're not bad, especially this year. Getting it down to a $28 million cap hit, considering it was at 46 If you round it up, it was about a $47 million cap hit. So, hey, I'm good with that. It goes up a little bit more next year, goes up in the 30s, but that's with the expectation that the cap is also going to rise. It's doable. The first two years are doable, and it's actually a nice jump down from this year with that cap hit, obviously, right? So that's the only thing I care about. I, I could care less about how much he makes in total value, how much he's going to get up front, how much he's going to get average per year. I don't care if he... If he lied about it, I don't care if he spun it a different way. We can all spin it a different way. The only thing that matters to me is the damn cap hit. That's the only thing that should matter to anybody in this whole thing. And I got a little grind my gears on my soapbox thing there, I guess. But and and the only thing that matters right now is is the cap hit. And it alleviates the Packers quite a bit here. The Packers have been making some moves. They they've got uh Preston Smith under an extension. They've got uh they they re-signed Devondre Campbell. They've released Zadarius Smith. They've released Billy Turner. They've given the uh, the uh, restricted tag. They've tendered, I should say. They've re- they've tendered uh, Alan Lazard. There's talks that they are in you know discussions with Rasul Douglas and that sort of stuff. So, uh, and obviously the franchise tag with with Devontae. And there's a there's a couple things I want to want to bring up with this. First of all. You know, the Devontae Adams thing, the, the you know, the news that was like he's not going to play under the franchise tag and, you know, they're not in a good spot, Devontae and the Packers. You know, the thing is, I don't think it was, I don't think it was news that Devontae wasn't going to play under the, the, the franchise tag. We all knew that at the beginning. We all knew that he wasn't going to, right? I mean, why we, we said that like months ago that he wasn't going to. It's not smart for him to do that. Yeah, he gets 20-some up front, but the guy wants to cash in and have some security in a long-term contract. So we knew he wasn't going to do that. And and honestly, I don't think Green Bay even wants him to do that because it's going to be a lower salary cap hit. Again, the thing that you have to focus on, 
it's going to be a lower salary cap hit when, you know, if he gets that extension done. If he gets the extension done, if he gets a new contract done, the salary cap's going to be lower for, for Devontae Adams. So Devontae, he's he's not going anywhere. Aaron's back. Devontae's going to be back. They got till July to figure this out. Obviously, ideally, they'd like to get a contract done now before Wednesday when free agency opens up and the new league year opens up, but they'll be under it. They're only a few million uh, over it right now. they got a couple more moves to make here, but th- they'll get it done by July. The- they'll work it out. So I, I, I'm not worried about that at this point. You know, the one sp- sticking with the receivers here, just, just really quickly here, I think it's, you know, what, uh, in a normal sense, and what I mean by normal sense, if Aaron Rodgers wasn't on this team and maybe it wasn't the Packers, Randall Cobb would have been an easy, easy cut because he counts for over $9 million in a cap hit. And if you release him, you save almost $7 million. So uh, to me, that's like, that. that's, that's an easy one. But the fact that, again, at the, at this point in time from from this recording, I kind of wonder if Aaron's really pushing, like, no, no, Randall's got to stay. I want Randall. Or maybe Green Bay is just doing it to make him happy. I don't know. But you would think that that would have been, like, a, I don't know, kind of an easy one to, to move on from. So it really feels like that maybe Green Bay is is working on a new deal for, for Randall or, or restructure because there's no way Randall could come back and play at a nine-point-something you know, 9.5, $9.6 million cap hit. That's just, that. no, that's not good business at that point. So that, to me, the fact that we haven't heard anything yet kind of tells me that they must be working on something for uh, for Randall Cobb there. Um, You know, Zadarius, I don't think that was a big surprise to anybody. I know there was, uh, I think it was, a, was it Schefter that had tweeted out something about, you know, that they, they did try to work out something. They wanted Zadarius to come back and, you know, play at the, the total cash value of what he was going to get for this year. But, again, it's the salary cap hit and all that sort of stuff, so it would have been a little bit of a down, a little bit of a, you know, restructure slash pay cut. He decided no. He decided to move on. No big surprise there. I think the emergence of Rashawn Gary makes that easier. I love the fact that Preston Smith is back. I am a huge Preston Smith fan. Because last year, that guy, when they approached him about a pay cut, remember we were talking about last offseason about all these dudes not coming back and, and trying to figure it out. Remember, it was like Aaron Jones, it was Preston Smith. You know, those two guys probably going to be gone. And lo and behold, those two dudes are back. And Preston Smith comes back and takes a pay cut. He bets on himself, and the dude won. The dude won. He could have just said to Green Bay last year, no, I ain't taking a pay cut, Just just cut me. Just cut me and I'll go somewhere else. He took the pay cut. He stuck around. He bet on himself, and the dude won the bet, and he got a new contract. I love, love stories like that. So I and, and I love that Preston Smith is still on here. You talk about a guy who is, you know, doesn't get injured a lot. Missed his first career game last year with the Packers. Zadarius, I think, is the better pass rusher, but there is going to be questions about his back. I, I get it. I understand it. But I think Preston gives you a little bit more in terms of like the edge and, and and helping out in the run run defense too. But the emergence of Rashawn Gary and the fact that that dude looks like he is going to be a flipping stud is going to be freaking awesome to watch in, in the coming years. And then you know, yeah, the Billy Turner one kind of surprised me a little bit. I I thought that you know maybe that would be a simple restructure, maybe a little bit of an extension. But I think what really 
kind of maybe sold it a little bit was the emergence of Yash, Yash Neidman from, from last year, right? Got some starts at left tackle. I think, you know, he could be their swing tackle. I also think this tells us that the Packers are are pretty confident in David Bakhtiari's knee, that it's going to make a full recovery, that he's going to be good. And I think, you know, Elton Jenkins is probably going to be the future right tackle, but he's coming back from an ACL injury too. But I think that the big thing in this whole thing was the emergence of Yash uh, last year and, and the play that he had and that the Packers can move him over to right tackle until Elton Jenkins is back. You can move Elton Jenkins over there to right tackle. Bakhtiari's back at left. They've got some depth with their interior guards over there as well. So I think it made it a little expendable in, in Billy Turner's case right now. So, you know, what what's next for, for Green Bay, right? What's next? Well, again, the Randall Cobb thing, something's got to be done, I feel like. They want to get Jair Alexander signed. He's probably going to have, like, highest paid in some sort of category depending on average per year or guaranteed or signing bonus or whatever in terms of corners that can lower his cap hit as well i do wonder are they going to do a little bit with with dean lowry to lower it a little bit adrian amos seems like another possibility where they can adjust his contract and, and kind of lower that cap hit as well so th- there's other stuff to be done there are a few million over here more stuff is going to happen before Wednesday afternoon, so it's it's not as big of a hill to climb. And you gotta, I think, you know, this whole situation with Russ Ball and Brian Gutekunst, got to give them credit. They were able to figure this out last year. You know, around the draft in May, June, July, all summer, we were thinking this last year for Aaron. I mean, everybody's gonna be, you know, everybody's gonna be. It's kind of last polka, last dance scenario, and here we are, Rogers signing an extension, and the dude's going to be sticking around for a couple years. I mean, that's what the contract looks like. For a guy who was, you know, kind of talking about retirement already, he, he, I don't, you know, it's, it's, it looks like he, he's committing to two more years. And I know there's the dead cap hit, you know, if he retires after, what was it, 2023 or leaves, if he retires after that. They can do the Drew Brees thing, and he can sign like a, like an extension or something like that. Doesn't get paid, but it, it, it like you know spreads the cap hit out like Drew Brees and the Saints did a, a little bit there. So you know I, I saw the sixty-eight, the seventy million dollars. I still think that's that's kind of your um your kind of rebuild year there too. But who's that quarterback going to be in the rebuild? I don't know. I mean, it sure doesn't look like it's going to be Jordan Love. It sure doesn't look like it's going to be Jordan Love at this point. But does Green Bay trade Jordan Love this year? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Unless Jordan Love says he doesn't want to be there. And I don't know if he's got a lot of sway, a lot of power into that. Unless, you know, Green Bay tries to honor him. But it's going to cost a little bit more for Green Bay to send him. But you would think, okay, draft, quarterback market, you know, the draft isn't that great. You're seeing... Some of these other quarterbacks teams are desperate for quarterbacks, right? So maybe they'll they'll get an offer that they just can't refuse. It's kind of a wait and see approach right now. But the thing is, Packers all in. All in for the next year for sure, possibly year two. All depends on Aaron Rodgers. And as a Packer fan, I'm good with that. I'm good with it. Okay. 
Aaron Rodgers gives the Packers the best chance to win a Super Bowl. Say what you want about his shortcomings in the postseason. Yes, hasn't did not play well this postseason, etc. I'll still take my chances with him over a lot of other quarterbacks. I still will, okay? Dude has won a Super Bowl before. Dude knows what it takes to freaking get there, okay? Dude is one of the best throwers of the football, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. All right? Let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt there. Speaking of best quarterbacks, I probably should mention Tom Brady coming back. Shortest retirement ever probably right there. I think the only thing that, you know, with that, I say, I think I said it in my last pot episode, I thought Green Bay was going to be kind of like the the new Tampa where these guys, these veterans, maybe ring chasers signing a one-year deal might hitch their wagon to, to Green Bay and, and try to ride, ride that Aaron Rodgers train. Well, now Tampa Bay's back. Maybe they have to split the split the pot there now. Three ways between the Rams, Packers, and Tampa instead of Rams and Packers now. I don't know, but it is what it is when it comes to Tom Brady, right? It is what it is. All right, hey, tell you what. I'm going to take a quick break, and then coming up next, we'll talk some baseball, and then we'll get to some hoops action after these quick words. Hey, this is NFL insider Mike Silver, and you are in luck because you're listening to the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. The Green Bay Packers are never boring. Neither is this podcast. Enjoy. Hey, we're just taking a quick time out to remind you to follow me on the socials, on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Remember, it's Casper with a K. And once in a while, I like to do a Q&A segment with you all. So I'm always looking for questions. Hit me up with a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with a question for an episode on the Man Cave Podcast. Sports, movies, hobbies, Bigfoot, it doesn't matter. Send those questions on over. So Major League Baseball and the Players Association finally coming into coming to an agreement uh, last week. We get baseball and spring training's underway. Going to get games at the end of this week. Spring training games that that is. Free agency's going on. Still, uh, you know, a couple of the big names out there again at the time of this recording. Because my luck, some of those dudes will will probably be you know picked up in that and signed by the time you're listening to this. But like Freddie Freeman and such, you know. Uh, Korea, they're they're still out there, but you know, again, I I don't care about the money because I'm just a I'm just a fan from the outside. I'm just you know an observer from the outside. I I, I love sports. I enjoy sports. I want to see sports being played instead of you know negotiating back and forth. I understand why they have to do it. They have to. I get it. But I don't, you know, some people just get so up in arms about, you know, which side's making more money and all that sort of stuff. And and you can, you know, and I get it to an extent, you know. I just want, I just want the games, right? I, I just want the damn games. I want to see games on TV. I want to see games in person. I want to talk about the games. I want to talk about free agency, trades, all that stuff. I don't ever want to talk about, like, negotiations and labor negotiations and all that sort of stuff. So finally, we get baseball back. And, you know, there's there's always going to be like the Mets and 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 whatever have you, you know, they they've got a lot of money invested in their team. I'm sure that's going to be a favorite in the NL East. You know, you got uh, the the Yankees, they're they're making some moves with the Twins and trades and all that sort of stuff. But you know, looking at uh for for my one team here, Brewers, Brew Crew, right? My team, the Brewers. 
they their windows now. You know, their their window is now because they're getting that pitching cheap. They're getting it cheap, right? Corbin Burns, Cy Young Award winner, Brandon Woodruff, he's an all star. Freddie Peralta was an all star last year. He's already cheap. They've got a back end in that bullpen with Boxberger coming in the seventh, Devin Williams coming in the eighth, Josh Hader, the best closer in the game, you know, coming in in the ninth to lock it down. When you factor in those starters that they got, and I, I'm really curious and I'm excited to see a guy like Aaron Ashby this year. I mean, th- this pitching's good. They just got to get the hitters. They've got to get some offense this year. A big part of that will be whether Christian Yelich can get back to form. Maybe not, you know, his MVP year because some of the, those were some like eye-popping, jaw-dropping numbers. I'd be good with what he did during his time with the Marlins. So, but a lot of it is going to be answered. The the offense, a lot of that is going to be answered with how Christian Yelich is going to perform this year. A lot of those questions will be answered. But they still, even with Christian Yelich, if he gets up to a 280, you know, 275, 280, 30-some dingers, they still need more offense. Andrew McCutcheon's there, former MVP. He can still hit left-handed pitching. Is he an everyday player? I don't think so. Maybe, I mean, they got the DH now in the NL, which I know I might be in the minority, but I, I honestly, I'm I'm okay with because there was – I don't know. I guess there was just, to me, there were too many chances like, you know, Brewers, and especially for a team like the Brewers where they might need as many opportunities to score runs as they can take. But, like, it was for me, it was like, oh, yeah, they finally get a runner, like, uh, in scoring position, and then the pitcher's up. And, you know, Brandon Woodruff and that can rake, but you probably want a more consistent bat up there. So that, you know, I know that's not always the case. I you know, I just, I, I guess I'm good. I'm good, okay? I'll just come out and say, I'm good with the DH and the NL. I'm trying not to offend anybody, but screw it. I love the DH and the NL, okay? We get some more hitters up there. If pitchers would actually hit more often and teams will let them practice it, fine. Then get rid of the DH all across the board. I'm good with it. But the fact that they're so specialized right now and they don't really work on hitting Get the DH in there, and let's get some more runs for the Brewers, okay? Because it's been – I just got this mental image in my mind from last year of Brewers not scoring runs. I don't want to go through that this year because their dang window is open right now, okay? The window is open now. They got pitching. They got all the pitching they need to take up to the World Series. The only thing that's missing is the offense. Yelich has got to get back to form. He has got to get back to form. McCutcheon, okay, give me those 20-some home runs, split time between DH and the outfield, get some spot starts in the outfield. Renfro, same thing, okay? Give me those home runs, high 20s, early 30s. But they still need a power bat at that first base. If they just get one more in its first base, I'm okay with Urias over there at third. I know a lot of other people are saying that oh, they got to get a power bat over there at third base as well. Hey, if they get two more, awesome, great. Urias can play multiple spots in the infield. He could get some spot starts there, et cetera, et cetera. I want a first baseman over a third baseman, though. I want a power first baseman. You know, whether it's a trade for, like, I don't know, Jesus Aguilar or what they could find out there, I, I, I'm not quite sure. You know, they're not going to get Freddie Freeman. We, we know they're not going to get Freddie Freeman. I just want another power bat, okay? I just want another power bat for this team. Then I think I'm pretty darn comfortable that they're going to go back to the postseason. 
They're going to go back to the postseason, and they're going to be in a whole lot better position than what they were last year. Score runs. Score runs. We've got the pitching, but they've got to score the runs. All right? Get it done. Get it done. Please open up the pocketbooks a little bit more, Mark Mark Anasio. Easy for me to say, though. All right, now that I vented there. Let's regroup. Regroup it. And then let's talk some college hoops after this. I wake up early every morning, and the first thing I do is turn on the coffee maker. I need that caffeine to get my rise and grind going. But coffee wasn't just doing it anymore. I needed an extra kick. That's when I found Ghost Energy. First of all, the name stood out. I mean, come on, Ghost, Casper, you get it. But the main thing for me was the sugar. There's none, and only five calories per can. See, I was never a fan of energy drinks because of all the sugar in them. But with Ghost Energy Drink, I don't have to worry about that. Plus, I get a little nostalgia because of their flavors like Orange Creamsicle, Sour Patch, and Warheads. Hey, rise and grind, people. Grab a ghost and dominate the day. The Man Cave Podcast is hitting the road and recording episodes at your favorite locations. But we needed a little bit of help moving around the equipment from location to location. So we brought in the experts from Dan the Moving Man. Whether we're broadcasting locally or from a longer distance, Dan the Moving Man is with us every step of the way. And that could go for you as well. Dan the Moving Man is the moving service you can count on. They offer a wide range of moving-related services to help better serve you. So when you see us in the Man Cave podcast out on the road at your favorite locations, it's because of the help that we received from Dan the Moving Man. And you can get that same help. Just visit danthemovingman.com for more information. So before we get to some college hoops, potentially some breaking news as we are recording this podcast. Uh, just check it out, uh, some stuff on Twitter. I'll be honest, because I don't, I don't follow. I mean, I pay attention a little bit to politics, but I don't know what the hell's going on like 75% of the time. But it sounds like this uh, they're, they're going to end to make daylight savings time permanent. So, I mean, I guess that what, correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe I'll know after I'm done recording this, but does that mean that, you know, because we just moved the clocks forward, right? Gain an extra hour of sun because they're calling this the Sunshine Protection Act, that we won't have to fall back anymore? We don't have to, we don't have to put the clocks back anymore? We're just going to stay what it is right now, right? We're just going to stay what it is right now. We don't have to screw with that. Why couldn't you do this earlier when I had a kid who was younger than four? Could have done this a little bit earlier. You know, I know we got more important things to be taken care of, but I'm in favor of this. I'm in favor of this. I know, you know, what is it? It's going to be, was it? It's going to be like darker in the mornings in the winter and the fall or something like that. But the days are a little bit longer. I'm up at 3 o'clock in the morning during the week anyway, so it doesn't matter to me what what the sunlight is like out there. But good call. I'm I'm in favor of this. How about that? Good call right there. Well done. You know, but uh, I got a feeling a lot of people are going to be happy about that. Daylight savings time. Permanent. I'm in favor of it. Well played. How did they even, like, who came up with this? Was this... Was this a Benjamin Franklin thing back in the day? I think if I remember from the movie National Treasure, it was something like that. Benjamin Franklin thought of that back in the day. So it's been that long. It's been that long? Holy crap. All right, anyways, uh, wrapping up the pod. By the way, huge shout-out to uh, uh, to a former uh, classmate of mine, Mr. Kyle Schaefer, for the music that you're going to be hearing in the uh, 
Well, you hear you heard in the intro. You'll hear it in the outro. You've heard it with some of the uh, the breaks in there too. So big thanks to Kyle. You could check out his stuff on SoundCloud, uh, Schaefer's Sounds over there. But uh, we've got uh, it's it's March Madness week. We got the play-in game starting today, tonight, I should say. Uh, then the normal rounds, let's call them. You know, first rounds coming up on Thursday and Friday. I've got my. I only do one bracket. I know a lot of people do like uh, do like a ton of brackets, and you know they'll they'll do a few or like even double digit sort of thing. But I only do one. I've only done one throughout my throughout my uh, throughout my life, and I call it the bracket of integrity. And I just, I just, I, you know what? I just, I just want to follow one bracket. I don't want to get into a thing like, oh, well, if I get this one on this one and this one and this one, I'll cover this one. You know, if they lose here, I really need this one to go here. You know what? Yeah, I know I'll, I'll have fewer chances to win potentially, but give me the one bracket. Give me the bracket of integrity, and I'm good with it. Anybody else who does, like, multiple brackets, that more power to you, all right? But when I beat you with my one bracket of integrity, don't go crying. That's the best part is when you beat somebody, and I've done it. You know, you've been you're in these like uh, these contests, and you're doing brackets, and you got people in there that do, do multiple brackets. You know, they turn in multiple brackets in their challenges, like four or something like that, and you only got one bracket of integrity, baby. It's even more of a you know claim to fame or trash talk, if you will. Um, but anyways, enough with that. My final four picks, my final four picks, and I'll tell you right now, I hate my bracket, and I say it every year after I make my picks, and I go through a process when I make, when I go through my bracket, okay? I go through the first wave, go, I pick the games I'm confident in, then I'll pick some teams to continue to advance that I'm confident in. I still might not have all the first round picks finalized, but take a break, come back to it, work on a little bit more. Then finally, the third time, I finish it up. That's exactly how I did this one. And I don't like it, but I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to overthink it, okay? I, and I'll be honest. I do not have a lot of upsets in this thing. And that's kind of got me a little bit nervous. But I just I went with my gut. I went with my gut in a lot of this. And, I mean, I've, I don't think I've got any upsets in the Georgia region. No, it's not. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, I I don't count eight nine matchups as upsets. I just I just don't do that. Ah, uh, the Davidson and Michigan State one kind of made me a little bit nervous, but part of me is because I want Tom Izzo versus Coach K, one more time. Then in you know the Baylor region there, I uh, did I not really, I didn't really pick any upsets in that one either. But on the on the flip side, you know we go Arizona side. Um, I I did pick my twelve over five. I got UAB over Houston, and then I went uh, Loyola Chicago over Ohio State. But I feel like a lot of people are probably going to pick that one based off Loyola's history and Sister Jean. And then in the the Kansas one, I got a couple more in there. I'm not one hundred percent confident in it, but Iowa State an eleven over LSU. I mean LSU coach got fired and all that, so kind of going with that route with Iowa State. You know Miami, I picked them over USC, but again, how much of a how much of an upset is that? So, yeah, not a whole lot. But um, my final four, I'll just kind of I'll just lay out what my final four is. My final four, I've got Baylor, I've got Kentucky, I've got Kansas, 
and I've got Auburn. And yes, I really thought about putting my Badgers in there, Wisconsin in there. I do have Wisconsin uh, advancing to the Elite Eight, going up against uh, going up against Auburn. But I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. The thing is, too, with the Badgers, they're in such a prime spot. I mean, your first two rounds, you're going to be in Milwaukee, and then you get to go to Chicago. You're barely traveling. It's just. Ah, uh, these. I just. I don't know if I can 100% put my full faith in there. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it right now. I want to. I want to so bad. It's just. Uh, I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. But an elite eight, they get to the elite eight. I want a championship, no doubt about it. I want a national championship. But if they get to the elite eight, man. What a fun season and what a fun ride it's been. But definitely a little bit nervous with this Badger team, too. Because, you know, Colgate, they, they like to shoot the threes. And if they're going to knock down a bunch of threes, Wisconsin, not very good at knocking down a bunch of threes. They got to tighten up that defense. Wisconsin, tighten up that defense against Colgate, okay? Tighten up the D like Colgate toothpaste tightens up against cavities, all right? that That's going to be – they start knocking down threes early and consistently – I'm going to start to be a little bit nervous right there. No doubt about it. Don't forget, hey, you can enter our bracket challenge too. I got a bracket challenge going on. Just uh, hit up the website, sportstalk1051.com, radio show's website. Click on the Nation tab and enter. It's free. We'll give away some stuff on there too. All right, little plug right there. But, hey, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast, all right? We're going to get another one going at, uh, at the end of the week. We'll record it at Milwaukee Burger Company Friday um, right after we do the live radio show from there we'll have brandon on we'll talk about some random stuff on there too okay but uh don't forget tell a friend pass uh pass the word along that they gotta listen to this podcast the man cave podcast all right subscribe rate give us a good rating like a five star so other people can find us too all right appreciate you all tuning in we'll chat with you next time Well, that does it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen, and I hope you'll check out more episodes. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, like iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and Amazon. And give it a good rating so others can find the podcast. Special shout out to Kyle Schaefer, who is the creative dude who put together all these awesome music clips that you hear in the episodes. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and thank you for stopping by my Man Cave. Oh,